Hello everyone and welcome to The Rewatchman, where we don't review movies, we re-review them, we take a movie you haven't seen in a long time and see if it holds up to your opinion. Is it as, as bad as you thought it was? Is it as good as you thought it was? We're going to find out. Today we're looking at the 1991 Robin Hood Prince of Thieves starring Kevin Costner and... I just remembered as I was falling asleep last night, Christian Slater's in this movie too. Oh yes he is. <laughs> I totally forgot. Oh yes he is. <laughs> I am your host as always, TC DeWitt, and with me today is Jessica. Yes. Hello everybody. Hello Jessica. Welcome back. To, this is, is this your third? This is my fifth. This is your fifth? Yes. I, I, I knew it was, I knew it was more this than is, This is my earning something. That's like a badge episode. Yeah. You're, you, you earn a cartoon <laughs> I earn that a cartoon. I will take a long time to draw. <laughs> yes. This is the best prize ever. <laughs> Congratulations. It's a, it's a no prize. Um, uh, yes. So uh, thank you for... This was your pick. It was my pick. Yeah. Yes. I, I was coming into town and you're like, we should do Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was eighth grade, mm-hmm. 1991 for me, eighth grade. And I had just moved to a new city. And so group of friends, this is a movie we saw together and we watched it over and over and over. Probably... Through at least sophomore year, probably into junior year, I have seen this movie so many times. I've I've seen this movie once. Oh, and I I was probably a teenager when it happened. There are many little quotes from this movie that I say a lot in my day to day conversations that people probably don't realize are from this movie. <laughs> Whether or not that means it's going to be good when I watch it today is another story. I, I jin- we shall see. I, I jinxed myself. Did you? I don't know if jinx is the right word, but I saw Men in Tights first. And then I saw Prince of Thieves. So when I saw Prince of Thieves, I just laughed the whole time. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's tight. what that is. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping I'm able to have a little sense of humor about myself today. <laughs> we'll see if the nostalgia is like, no, no. It's, oh, it's... the best movie of all time. <laughs> Don't tell me it's not. <laughs> well, we'll we'll get to Robin Hood, Prince <laughs> yes. of Thieves shortly. Uh, but first, we like to uh, touch in with some movie news. Actually, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah. 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 You working on anything recently? No, I don't you're think just, so. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> Can't shake your head on audio. No, I no, was, that was that was my think. It was a dramatic thinking pause. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. There. No, no, I just have had a lot going on in my life and mm-hmm. have not had a chance to work on this stuff. So it's fun to jump back in with a rewatchman. Yes. Woohoo! That's a you climbed a mountain. Well, wait a minute. Yeah, you. We did finish principal <laughs> photography and PK. We did. I guess. The, I guess I was kind of involved in that <laughs> a little bit. I don't know what yes, I was the, thinking. The princess knight finished principal photography. Um, we, that was uh, about a, a few weeks ago, yeah. like four weeks ago. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not done. <laughs> I, I keep telling people we're done with principal photography. Right. So they're, oh, well, so it's done. No. Well, no. yes and no. It's kind principal. of done. Principal, not secondary. We've gotten all this, the filming of the scenes done, and now we look at all what we missed. Right. And we have missed a bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. There's a, even <laughs> even like the last moment where the whole crowd is there and then Lily jumps up and is like, and they all lived happily ever after. We forgot to film Lily. Yeah, we did, didn't we? <laughs> we um, did a lot of other Lily things, but not that yeah. moment. You'd but, think that I would remember that. <laughs> but we have the bulk of it done. Yes, we do. Which is great. Yeah, um, it's the big hurdles, big scenes. It feels great. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the interns at Backflip, Corey, has been putting the whole scenes together just on his free time. Oh my gosh. So in the past... Just since we finished principal photography, three scenes have been completed. Nice. Not not completed like put it in the can, <laughs> but like a version yeah. exists of them. So very fun. It's amazing to see the Baron Castle stuff and 
the stuff that we did later because we marginally improved over time and like watching the kissing <laughs> scene from inside the castle versus the outside stuff even that has a distinct difference between like puppeteering really? and camera work and I'm kind of like oh god I hope this all comes together <laughs> oh boy well you know as you said, we have learned incrementally, mm-hmm. and the, the needs for huge sets with lots of things has diminished as we've tried to figure out resources. So if we have to reshoot something, I'm, we're going to make it work. We will. We will. It's right. going to be great. We, we've made more. More things were done and shot in ways that we didn't imagine possible mm-hmm. toward the end. I'm very confident that we can pull it off if we have to. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to having a completed version, obviously. I'm looking forward to doing the commentary track with... <laughs> With the, the crew it's be and also eighteen hours <laughs> long. <laughs> no, it can only be the length of the movie. Well, we'll just do it just six times. It. <laughs> All right, uh, ten times. Track or... two. Here we go. Uh, and I'm looking forward to a, you know, fingers crossed if we can find a, a home for this yeah. for the movie, not just the festivals we're going to send it off to, but um, Netflix would be my dream come true. Mm-hmm. Chad and I watched the Do Over last night which is Adam Sandler's new straight-to-Netflix movie. And uh, it was painful to try to sit through the whole movie. What a rave review. <laughs> hey, but you had an emotional response. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's not bad enough for me to be hyperbolic about how bad it is. Like, I could rip it apart, but it's not even worth ripping it apart. It's not mm. even that bad. Mm-hmm. It's just so mm. adequate, I guess. <laughs> But it's encouraging yeah. to see something like that. And yeah, go, from hey, Adam Sandler, of all, you know, if, like a star. Yeah, if Netflix is willing to make that a thing they'll put on there, surely some puppets singing. Right, maybe. and that probably has like a headline banner when you sign into yeah. Netflix. Yeah, oh, it's the rec- it was the recommended viewing oh. because we watched Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Clearly. Yeah, I don't so know. So what's the connection? I have no idea. I don't know what the algorithm <laughs> Hallmark like. for next time. Next time there's a rewatchman. TC's going to report back on what? why <laughs> that was a recommendation based on Star Trek. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe because there's, let's see, mm, there's an E in both of them. Oh, that's it? That'd be it. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Well, how about some movie news? All right. Or some entertainment news uh, before we get into our review, our rewatch of the day. Yeah. You have a whole notebook. Here. I have a notebook. Um, I just wrote really big and messily. Ben would be proud he, that he usually has his Tom Brokaw breakdown oh, of news stories. Wow. And I'm always like, um, um, um. <laughs> I'm realizing with my very first thing that there's one thing I forgot to write down, but that's okay. Well, what so, do you got? Well, so yesterday, the numbers for how much Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice mm-hmm. has made. B-V-S-D-O-J. B-V-S-D-O-J. Yeah. Look it. That is exactly what I have there written you go. down. There you go. You have to say the full title. Right. You have to sit but you can write it BVSDOJ. Yes, sir. Um, so it made $330 million <laughs> in the U.S., mm-hmm. $542 million internationally for a total of $872 million. Huge disappointment for them. Ooh, yeah. They wanted the $1 billion. They, they did not achieve that $1 billion mark. No. Um, there is going to be an ultimate edition. Mm, yes. Can't wait. An extra half hour long. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I don't know if a half hour more <laughs> is going to help this movie. It would have to be a hell of a 30 minutes. Yeah, it's not going to be all in one spot. So what, 30 seconds for each scene is going to somehow change the I don't know. Did you see it? Yes, I did see it. I saw it with my kids. Um, And I'm I'm sure they liked it. I'm I'm very jaded towards certain elements of 
of of filmmaking and yeah they liked it a lot and i i didn't dislike it as much as a lot of people mm-hmm. in fact i don't know that i'd say i disliked it um your description of adequate earlier <laughs> is probably how i would describe it there were the, the superman character was annoyed me to death he just smile damn it or something i don't know every time he was on screen i was like oh there's the whiny superman again <laughs> no personality i really liked actually ben affleck's batman i yes. thought he did a really yeah. good job and i liked the way that they portrayed him as a person and like that big heavy armor and having to work so hard to be who he is so mm-hmm. i liked that the training montage. the training montage like, look how buff i am yeah, yeah. so yeah anyway that's... maybe there's 30 minutes more of ben Ben Affleck. Yeah. Well, then I can just watch that 30 minutes <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> over I, and over again. You know, it, I've discussed BVS, DOJ, ad nauseum, so I don't need to no, go any further, no. but I will say that I think across the board, for the most part, Ben Affleck was, like, he received the accolades. I think there's you probably could edit that movie, a lot of Superman out, and just make it a Batman yeah, movie. Yeah, you probably could. Probably could. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I have a, 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 a similar news story. Oh. Superman has been cast. And? Yes. All right. So, uh, Supergirl, which was on CBS. CBS is making a really stupid move here. They are moving to digital streaming, subscription-based. CBS is, is pulling a lot of their content off their actual network, uh-huh. which, you know, you can flip on the TV and it's sure. free, to a, a subscription-based online service. So if you want to see NCIS, I don't know, however many, 14 of those are, or if you want to see the new Star Trek series that they're going to release, you're going to have to do it on their app, their streaming site. Um, uh-huh. So, <laughs> that was uh, a sarcastic, incredulous, <laughs> uh-huh. In the midst of that, they cut Supergirl loose. Supergirl is a wildly regarded success. Yeah, I've not seen it, but I've heard lots of great things about it. I, I watched the pilot, and I discussed this on the cast after last Comic-Con when we saw it, and I, and I knew it wasn't for me. It wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't the audience for it. Right. I, I could see that this was a show that my nieces were going to love. This was a show... Yes, that's what I've been hearing. That, Families can watch yeah, this. Yeah, yes. a superhero for girls. Mm-hmm. Like It was great. Um, but as I'm to understand from, from trusted... Sources, the show kept getting better, and it's it, it was a huge hit. CBS cut it loose, mm-hmm. but luckily, like they, cut it loose or put it on streaming. They they it's done. CBS ca- dropped it. Okay. Um, so so what like who's gonna pick it up? The CW. Oh. So Greg Berlanti, who's the executive producer of Arrow, Flash, mm-hmm. Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl, over at CBS, he's like, Hey CW, do you want four DC comic book shows? Because Supergirl's up for grabs, and CW picked it up without even hesitating. Of course, yeah. Now, CBS does own part of CW, so there is some exchange going on there. Um, CW was created by uh, uh, CBS and um, Warner's Television and stuff like that. So it wasn't a huge get for them to go there, but it is a huge get. On top of that, as soon as it was announced that they were going over to CW, they announced the first two episodes of season two will have Superman on it. Mm. Like, they are going to... And then it was like, okay, well, what's The universe Superman? is opening is, up. Is it going to be... Are you going to drag Henry Cavill's mopey ass <laughs> into this? Probably not. Uh, let's dust Tom Welling off and get him from Smallville over here, which I would have been a big, a big fan. You would have been, like, speaking octaves higher. But smartly so, they decided, no, a whole new uh-huh. gentleman is going mm-hmm. to be Superman. 
so Tyler Hochlin is the actor. Uh, here's a great picture of him looking like a 70s porn that star. That does not look like Superman. <laughs> Superman with a porn stash. He, he's got like the Buster Brown hair from No Country for yep. Old Men. And, a... <laughs> and really bushy eyebrows. <laughs> However, let's just look at the non-hairiness. <laughs> and I think... I can see it working. Yeah, there's some... If the you, nose and the jawline. Yeah, if you Google yeah. pictures of him, he's yeah. Doesn't very handsome like fellow. He's got some uh, the eyebrows, I think, or what do it. Uh, there. Um, <laughs> but this guy was recently in Richard Linklater's Everybody Wants Some, and he's also from Teen Wolf, the MTV show. See, now Teen Wolf, with this picture, <laughs> I see the connection. Um, <laughs> was he the wolf? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I didn't watch Teen Wolf. I, I liked <laughs> the... the Teen Wolf movie when I was younger mm-hmm. with the uh, surfing on top of the yeah. yeah. <laughs> My older sister Abby like sent me a message. She's like, "You got to find Teen Wolf so Ryan can watch it." My nephew. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I think, but there's like an awkward sex scene in that movie, so I would not recommend watching. <laughs> like it maybe with him. she should watch it first, <laughs> yeah. screen it. Like maybe you before, forget. Right. There's a anyway. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Hochlin, who I, I believe I'm saying his name correctly. Uh, will now join Dean Kane and Tom Welling in the VH1 mm. reality series that will inevitably be titled Superman. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> assuming here. <so. laughs> they will all three live together in an apartment. Of course. Yeah. And then whoever is like most rested gets the call, gets to respond to the call. <laughs> I... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they like uh, rock, paper, scissors. All right, right, you go, Dean. <laughs> uh, this is exciting. I... I Greg Berlanti, who's produced all the CW, like Arrow, Flash, and, and Legends of Tomorrow. I've not seen a Legends of Tomorrow, but I've heard good and mixed, just that it needs to find its But footing. not a bomb kind yeah. of thing, yeah. What they've done for DC Comics on television is outstanding. And the, the, the harder that the movies try, the easier their job is over on the TV shows. So my, my anticipation is that this guy, even if he's just okay, will be leaps and bounds better than what Zack Snyder has given us with Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm excited just to see another friendly looking face in Superman and not some mopey dude. Because Supergirl is, is very optimistic of a show. It's very lighthearted. Mm-hmm. It's very fun and colorful and hopeful. Right. So to add the, the man in tights into this, I'm, I'm excited. Very cool. So, very cool. Superman news. Um, I was going to round out my... BBS DOJ. Oh, there's more. I, well, it's it's marginally related. Okay. <laughs> about the woman at the Kroger grocery store who drop kicked the Batman versus Superman Denim Justice birthday cake. What? I did not hear this. <laughs> so there was a woman who ordered a birthday cake for her going to be seven year old son, mm-hmm. and she got there and thought that the decorating was so hideous that she went behind the counter and drop kicked the cake. Boom! So That's- she just like. Post it up and just kick it. I think it was on the counter, and she was going to attempt to fix it, and mm-hmm. they were like, "Ma'am, ma'am, you cannot be back here." So she like kicked yeah. it and ruined it. <laughs> and um, you're gonna have to put an explicit lyrics note on this one. Mm, this okay. is the quote: "Okay, they fucking ruined my seven year old's birthday cake." <laughs> That's what she said as she kicked it and walked out. <laughs> so that I think that woman right there has single handedly shown the world what 
we all think of Batman versus Superman. Justice has been served. Justice has been served. Vigilante um, cake justice. And the unfortunate part of the entire thing is that part of the grocery store did not have surveillance video. Oh. So we only have eyewitness accounts oh. and we cannot see it happen. It's She's gone down in legend. <sighs> she's gone down in legend, yes. Well, there's probably cameras now like located. Right, just in case. It just like, in case. It, would we ever have another cake incident. There's going to be like a banner advertising Batman versus Superman. Not of justice cakes. Get them here. All right. So anyway, um, Lego 2, Lego Movie 2, mm, yes. pushed back a full year. What? Yeah. Oh, no. It was supposed to be released uh, March of 2018, and it's mm. now been pushed back to February of 2019. Wow. Yeah. Any indication why? Um, no. There's a theory that people will get Lego fatigue uh, yes, because of the Batman Lego movie, That's which right. is coming out in 2017. Um, mm. You know, whether there's any you know, fact or reason to that, uh, you know, maybe that isn't even the reason. That they've been very hush-hush about why. Mm-hmm. But the first Lego movie was great. Yeah. It's like, give us more. We're not going to ever be sick of that. <laughs> um, so that puts, what, five years between Lego 1 and Lego 2? Wow, yeah. five years. That's crazy. So, you know, I don't know if they're going to ever release the real reasons why. <laughs> if it's just, I mean, because it, to animate a movie like that has got to be... Yeah, they. I mean, it's so time intensive, but that's a big pushback. Yeah, they and they they take it very seriously. Every single frame that has Legos on it in the Lego Movie, you can pause and you can build what's on the screen. Yeah, because they they created one of my favorite details in that first movie is when when he's seen in like Neo <laughs> Matrix yes. Vision and it has the numbers. The numbers, yeah. Those are the numbers sure. of the pieces. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's I grew up playing Legos so I'm like oh I know what those numbers are um, man five years between the two of them they they made a they didn't know they had a hit on their hands no they didn't I don't know think so. they probably would have started Lego 2 way sooner like, they didn't even sign Chris Pratt for a second movie when they did the first one. Oh, really he, they signed him very a very low fee uh, just a standard rate to voice Emmett and then the that movie was gigantic. Sure. The, the one that should have won Best Animated Movie. <laughs> Wasn't even nominated for an Oscar. So just get over it now, TC. Uh, no, okay. I can't it's let it go. It's been years. It's been years. <laughs> so he actually had some pretty good leverage yeah. in getting his yeah. second contract made. I would so. hope, though, that... Chris Pratt being the awesome person he is mm-hmm. wasn't being too much. Of I'm sure he was. I'm sure his it. agent and manager right. were like, we want, "Show us the green, show yeah. Us the green, yeah. If you want the blocky head, yeah." I'm just assuming that's what they call him. So yeah, a full year. I, again, don't they? There was not any clear indication why, other than speculation of Lego fatigue. But I, I just don't that, see. Mm, I don't know. I, I guess that that could be possible if uh, if you look at some of the other movies that come out a little too quick to each other. Um, the Marvel movies, it's it's funny because people will talk about Marvel fatigue, but as soon as the next one comes out, people are like, yeah! Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it's, that doesn't exist, but um, it, could, it could be based on Minions, uh, because between Minions 2 and the Minions movie, there might not have been enough time in there. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it is. And maybe that's not it at all. That was simply speculation, but I thought that was interesting. A full year, it's been pushed back. Hmm. And so five years between the two. We will have Lego Batman. That's true. <laughs> to look forward to. Did um, you happen to see the preview for that? Uh, yes. It's gosh. They, it's they been released a while, but... two previews in a week. They had full previews too, not even like little teasers. My the one I, that made me laugh the most is that the Lego Batman acknowledges that he's been every Batman. 
So he's like, yes, there was the time where yeah. I was doing the bat toosie, and then there was the time with the bat nipples, and then there was the time where I was, you know, like, he right. has been every bat. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, I, I really like that first one. Yeah. Such a surprise. I, the bar was set a little too high for me when I went to see it, because people were like, this is better than Toy Story. I was like, okay, you've now set an <laughs> expectation that cannot be met, mm-hmm. and it, it didn't. I went in there like, arms, like... Mentally, arms crossed, like, come on, be better than Toy Story. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't. It, okay. I, I'm not so, going to say yes or no, but it was still, it's too bad that it was hyped up like that for you. I've I I seen you, it again yeah, after I was like, it's so good. It is, yeah, it's just different. Mm-hmm. I mean, Toy Story is Toy Story. This is not the same thing. Yeah. Well, you get more, more over here. Um, I, I don't. That's I, it? That's all you've got, huh? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I could go find more. It's okay. Uh, so I just, uh, yesterday an article was posted on Cinema Blend about the 30 best superhero movies of oh. all time ranked. Yeah, I, I love lists. Ben and I have our favorite I, episodes yeah, are our list episodes. Yep. I feel like we are very, we, 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 we do good episodes that are, good lists, yes. I feel. So let me first say this is not my attempt to do a list episode. Oh, no, that's fine. Um, all right, number one. Here nope, we go. <laughs> no, I only have eight written down. <laughs> I'm not doing all 30. But I will also say lists are, are opinions. And Absolutely. So, sometimes people post lists and it turns into arguments. Like, how dare you put such over such? Oh my gosh, like, yeah. The, make, make your own list. I, I mistakenly went to the comments to oh, say, no. nope, stop. <laughs> I read three and I was like, that's it. You're going to ruin it for me. Did you keep reading though? You nope. couldn't stop reading the comments? Nope, I stopped. I shut it down and I wrote something else down. <laughs> okay, well anyway. Um. So number 30. Oh, we're starting from the bottom. Okay. Batman versus Superman, Donald Trump. Oh, all the way down there. <laughs> See, and then when a list validates my opinion, I'm like, best list ever. Oh, just ever wait. After. Just you wait, TC. This is, we might have an ugly cry with shoulders. Oh, no. And sobbing from TC. 29, mm-hmm. Man of Steel. <laughs> which I think is okay. That's okay. Um, I want you to try to guess what 28 it's is. It's going to be Iron Man 3. It's <laughs> Iron Man 3! <laughs> I knew it was going to be. I knew it was going to be. <laughs> so the person who wrote the article talked about how, you know, it wasn't even a superhero movie. All we know about, you know, it's like Tony Stark and he didn't even have his gear on. And how is this a superhero? <laughs> I was like, these are all the things that TC loves about the movie. <laughs> and he talks about it every time. No. Only every other It's every time. episode at this okay. point. Now that you've pointed it out, I can't help. Like, it, it, I got to say, got to work it in. <laughs> So yeah, this list. Well, what was number one? Number one was The Dark Knight. Okay, that, that would have been my guess. Well, number two was The Avengers. Mm-hmm. Three was Captain America Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Four, Deadpool. Oh, yeah, yeah. And five was The Incredibles. Oh, yes. That's a, so, that's a fantastic top yeah, five. Yeah. That is it was, a, I, I did like the top five. I just had to chuckle. I wasn't going to even bring this up, but then when I saw Iron Man 3 was 28 out of 30, I thought, oh, I got I to mention it. At least that. it's above Man of Steel and Batman vs. <laughs> Superman. Right. Everything else is fine. <laughs> So oh. there's the, a very scientific. Um, Those cinema blend. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So take it for what it's worth. On that. <laughs> um, and then the last thing I want to mention was season two of Bloodline mm. is it's out. It's out I yes. know that you have yet to finish season uh, one. I have one episode to go. So I don't know how much you want to tell. I don't want to ruin. I won't ruin any of the story. Mm-hmm. But do you want to hear about any of the discussion? Maybe I guess if you can ver if just you know tiptoe around spoilery. Oh, I'm not going to say anything about yeah. the story. What's the discussion? The discussion is that the, the acting, the performances, and the cinematography were spectacular. Mm-hmm. The story was 
adequate. <laughs> it's a new, is there, is there <laughs> a review is, of the it's day? It's our new review word of the day. Um, people didn't hate it. I, I liked it. For season two? For season two. Hmm, okay. um, you know, it's always hard when you have a show that you love season one so much. Like, mm-hmm. how do you possibly top that or keep the momentum going? And that's a struggle that any kind of sequel or second season mm-hmm. has. And I will agree that I didn't like season two as much as season one, but that doesn't mean I didn't like season two. Um, they talked about season two being more of kind of this smolder, this mm-hmm. slow smolder, slow as opposed burn. to this, you explosion. know, race and explosion. I mean, it starts with an explosion the first right, episode. Yeah. Right, right. Um, well, t- TV shows do this, and, and I, I, I know that the, the process of making TV shows, the, this might be lost on some people, so I will hopefully enlighten. The first season of any, any show takes years to get made mm-hmm. from from the concept of it from making the show bible from casting it from developing it and it takes years and years to get to a finished product and then when that's a success they're like you have six months to give us a second episode yeah or a second season, second season yep <clears throat> and and if if people don't have the foresight to plan a lot for that second season then then it is like a, a scramble to kind of do that i will say though there were a lot of things that happened in season two where the seed was planted very early in season one. So I enjoyed seeing those links, appreciating the writing. Mm-hmm. It felt like there was some forethought. I, while I feel like the pace was slower, I also felt like there was a purpose to it. Mm-hmm. And I think season three will be different. I feel like this was deliberate. Okay. Myself. I, and so, oftentimes with with seasons like this, it's a subsequent season that makes you appreciate right. the, the season that came before. Right. Um, I, I've been giving Marvel credit for that recently. That I think some of their lesser ex, lesser uh, received movies, in hindsight, become better because of where they go with it. So, like the Captain America: The First Avenger. I may have talked on this, talked about this on another episode, but I didn't really like First Avenger, Captain America, the first one. But then seeing Avengers and everything that Captain America has done since, going back and watching the first one, I'm like now I appreciate. So much more about yeah. this movie. So yeah. with season two being kind of mediocrely received. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> yes. I would say the the fan. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you, they will get a season three, you think? I think so. Yeah. Definitely the setup is there. Mm-hmm. Um, That's cool. I mean, yeah, I'm just. I, I, there's one small element. Now, this isn't a spoiler. <laughs> and I would agree that this is something I missed greatly is that season two has no flash forwards. Oh, okay. If you recall, the yeah. pilot episode, you end episode one, season one, knowing how that season's going to end. Mm-hmm. They tell you exactly what happens, and your, your jaw is left on the floor, and you yeah. wonder, how did they get there? And then you start to see that things aren't really what they are, so you start to doubt yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is missing from season two. Oh, and I okay. think that that feeling and that, being able to under unravel the mystery before it's revealed might be what people are missing in season two. Mm-hmm. So, but I also don't know the way that the story was told. I, I don't know what they would have flashed forward to. So, right, you yeah. know, it's hard to hard to say. Cool. Yeah, I, I will. I've been taking way too. I don't normally take this long to get through a show. Usually, I can get through it pretty quickly. But uh, I started watching with Candace, and then she lost interest. So then I could only watch it when she's not around. Right. And I spend a lot of time with my oh, girlfriend. Yeah. So. Bleh. <laughs> okay. I see you have one more. Nope. That was it. That was it. This that is was... this is the beginning oh. of Robin Hood, mm. which will okay. Yeah. 
Well, Robin Hood. So let's 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 start segueing into the review here. Mm-hmm. Um, when's the last time you saw it? Um, I mean, you you saw it a lot. You told me that. I right, did see right it a lot. Front. So <laughs> I, here's what I'll say: Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, is the very first DVD I ever purchased. Ooh, and are we watching it on the original? Yes. In we- fact, the DVD that I have, the very first DVD I ever purchased, you have to flip it over halfway through because they could not fit all of the data on one side. This is classic this DVD. This is classic DVD. So this is back when DVD players were. You know, two hundred and fifty dollars, and to buy a DVD was like thirty. This is one step away from the two VHSs. Yes. So I, <laughs> I was working at Best Buy at the time, so I got a discount, and I was like, oh heck wow. yeah, I'm using my discount to buy this DVD. Mm-hmm. That was my choice. So yes, this is you can't get any older than this DVD. <laughs> Does it, it? Which company is it? It's Universal, isn't it? I think so. You keep talking for a okay. little bit here. The. Uh, like old DVD Warner Brothers, their DVD releases had the the cardboard with the like the clasp yeah. on all their cases. The, I don't know why Warner Brothers Brothers thought, hey, we're the innovators. This is the one that's gonna. This is the DVD case everyone's gonna want. Those are always annoyed me. Like, yeah. I think it is that one. <clears throat> oh, good. <laughs> I, I just <clears throat> where is it? Where is Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? Maybe someone stole it. No. <laughs> so I I've only seen this movie once, and it was probably over a decade. It oh my god! It is. It's the, the listen, everyone. Look. There you go. Oh my god! Look at this. The dual side yes. A side yep. B. Now, and the other super cool thing is, about my Warner version, Brothers. it's Warner Brothers, <laughs> is that the credits is the Brian Adams song, oh. Everything I Do, I Do It For You, music video, which was a limited release. Not a, mm. If you were to go purchase this today, which I'm sure you would, <laughs> you would that would probably be a bonus feature and not actually part of the credits. The credits. Wow. Yes. And okay. there's Christian. So Christian Slater. I totally forgot. I'm in 1991. Asleep. I'm falling asleep and it just hit me. I'm like, <laughs> Christian Slater's in this movie. Oh my God. So oh my eighth grade, God. 1991, Ooh. Christian Slater was... A big deal christian too. freaking slater and his role is not terribly big but he's still in it mm-hmm. um and so that was probably one of the alluring pieces <laughs> not, not mr costner no no none of us were watching this for oh, kevin costner um alan rickman though oh yeah is in this uh, academy he, award nominated best supporting actor he um uh, actually had declined the role several times until they finally told him he could do what he wanted with the character. Oh, wow. Um, and I think you're going to enjoy his character. If you, I don't know if you remember <laughs> I, I, the sheriff. I don't. I, but it's Alan Rickman, so I'm yeah, sure I'm going to love so, it. So, I mean, I, at the time, 91, I didn't know who the heck Alan Rickman was. And he's gross in this movie. <laughs> he spits a lot. Like, he'll just be talking and there's like I'm spit flying. And I just remember thinking like, who is this person and why are they <laughs> putting him in a movie? He's the bad guy. But, you know, when you're in eighth grade, you don't, understand he's no villain what that that's what he was bringing to the character and it totally makes sense and he's got a lot of he's funny and the villain at the same I, time i am anticipating this movie being super 90s <laughs> i'm sure it will be super 90s yes. we we did um braveheart schultz and i and that movie it aged all right but there was still some 90s isms about the filmmaking that was like Braveheart might not have it, it it held up okay. I don't think this is gonna have held up very well. 
Yeah. But maybe we'll, we'll maybe see. We'll. I don't know. It's Robin um, Hood is such a, an iconic piece of America, like uh, of of world literature. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to diving into this thing. So uh, I don't think this is streaming anywhere right now. I don't believe. I tried so. looking up on Netflix nope. and I didn't see it. So you might be able to find it on Amazon Prime or. Maybe you have the old double DVD. Yeah, I was going to say, if anyone is interested in borrowing <laughs> the very first DVD I ever purchased. So this probably would have been 96 or 7 mm. that I purchased it. Um, I you re- may come over or I can, you can find a way to get it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, be happy to have you watch it and flip it over halfway through and see what your experience <laughs> is like. The trick with this one, I remember getting frustrated, like you put it in, like, oh, it's the wrong side. You have to like, stop it and flip it over and start all over again. So we'll see if I can get it right the it, first time. Maybe on the flip, we'll do a quick check-in with you guys. Yeah, we'll see. Like, I, can't remember, I can't remember where that pause is. But, mm-hmm. All right, so if you do have access to Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, pop it in now. Give it a watch. Come back on the uh, halfway point, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we will be back after the. Should I put Brian Adams right here? Should I put it here? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's such a. I think I will. Such All right. a tough decision. Enjoy some Brian Looking Adams, folks. We'll be right. It's true. You know it's true. <laughs> Everything I do, I do for you. I don't even need to put this on. Nope, there, that just, was it. I'll that was our loop, interlude. Loop you say that. <laughs> such a heart, such a soul. Terrible last line for the movie. Hurry up. You're wasting good celebration, <laughs> good celebration time. time. No. <laughs> we'll just quietly have the music video play for us. Yes, in the please. I, I, I would, I'd like to keep us in the mood. I would ask that you do that. Um, 1991, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, directed by. Um, what's this guy's name? Kevin Reynolds, who uh, also did Waterworld and The Count of Monte Cristo. And of recently, Red Dawn, the remake. So but he did you know, Waterworld. He did so he's Waterworld. a Kevin Costner fan. He is a fan of the cast. <laughs> <laughs> or the opposite? Or 
I mean, Waterworld is one of those disaster films. I know, but... This was better than I anticipated. Well, good. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, this was, a, was a not... A waste of your time. I, I anticipated this being a joke. <laughs> because you saw Men in Tights first. I, and you've probably seen Men in Tights I've more than once. I've seen Men in Tights more than and once. And you've seen this one time. I've seen this once, yeah. So that makes sense. I could see in the wrong company this movie not going over well. Like, I don't know if... A little bit younger, a little less appreciative of cinema, I could see being bored by this movie. But maybe not. Someone who's a little more... um, Like, I really liked Robin Hood. I went through a Robin Hood phase because Mm -hmm. in elementary school, uh, once a week we went to the school library and our librarian would read to us. Mm -hmm. And she read us Robin Hood. And I can remember being just enthralled with it. I got the the Robin Hood Legos at the time. So I had like all the Lego Robin Hood sets. Uh Uh-huh. Um, trying to, oh, the, yeah, Brian Adams. Is Brian Adams kicking ass, over swooning here. in the background for us. So I think <laughs> I think uh, you turn it down another two notches. No, no, it's fine. But uh, I mean, you ha- welcome back to one of your favorite movies, I assume. Well, or one I of your most watched. One of, your one most of my most watched, definitely a movie from my formative years mm-hmm. for sure. Whether or not it's my favorite is another. Question. It's just at, got memories. At some point, I would have probably said yes, yeah. absolutely, which is why it was the very first DVD I ever purchased. Um, I've never written so much down. That's good. I have a we whole have page. To say here. I, I wish I had done it in order. I started writing all over the page. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have a lot to say. First, let's start with the fact that it was a pretty successful film. Mm-hmm. Um, the budget to make it was forty-eight million. Forty-eight million. That is bananas for for nineteen ninety-one. For nineteen ninety-one. I mean, especially compared now, a movie like there that's a middle budget. Yeah. Forty in there, that's a middle budget yeah. movie. And the middle budget movie is dead. Yeah. And it's it's uh worldwide gross, three hundred and ninety million. Wow, I don't know what that's so, adjusted for inflation. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the adjustment is, but pretty darn successful. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're and uh this song was on the top ten I for like fourteen hear, weeks. I still hear it on the Yeah, like, I mean it like was the, it was <laughs> everywhere. I mean, because it came out in 91. Mm-hmm. I watched it with my friends all through high school. I didn't, I mean, DVD wasn't around until 96, 97. Mid-90s, yeah, yeah. So, all that time, this movie was still, wow. you know, relevant enough that it, it was one of the first <laughs> DVDs ever pressed. I, I have to wonder why. I, it's Robin Hood has been adapted. There's, there's three... Um, literary figures that have been adapted more than any other literary figure. Dracula, mm-hmm. Tarzan, and Robin Hood. So funny you say Tarzan, because I wrote down Robin Hood equals Tarzan. The number of times he, he swings, swings on a rope <laughs> is amazing. I forgot how many times rope swinging occurs <laughs> through the jungle. But if you go, yes. to, go to the Wikipedia page for either of those three characters, mm-hmm. and you will see hundreds plus oh, I'm for sure. adaptions, yeah. uh, adaptations of these characters. Uh, but... Robin Hood comes from the swashbuckling era of yesteryear Hollywood, of classic Hollywood. Errol Flynn and the sh- the swashbuckling adventures of of the you know the the talkies. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Oh my God! How short were these credits? <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> that's a seriously that was, that was under five minutes. We're, we're recording. Yeah, that's only four minutes. That those credits were. That's bananas. And then they're pretty slow. They're um, slow move. They're crawling credits. <laughs> but I think that this for '91 recaptured the romanticism of Robin Hood mm-hmm. and the swashbuckling adventure pretty well. Uh, I don't. 
you know, that I, there's so much good about this movie from a production standpoint. The look of it, mm-hmm. the the locations, mm-hmm. the the sets, the costuming. Yeah, there was actually an award for the costuming for this. The costuming was great. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, so much. The and it's filmed on film, and that makes a difference. Yeah. It, it, you you have to have a keen eye for it, or you have to have watched a lot of movies to to really sense the difference between filming on film and filming digital as they do now right and there's and that helps with the classic romantic swashbuckling yesteryear hollywood aspect of it um like okay so russell crowe had his robin hood that came out recently like in the past five six years Mm -hmm. i have not seen it it's terrible (laughs) um particularly because it was a movie that changed in production the original concept behind it was that russell crowe was going to play robin and the sheriff. Oh. And wait, the sheriff was going to be the hero, and oh. Robin was going to be the villain. For what reason? I don't know. Ego. <laughs> okay. Okay. So all just right. to, anyhow, anyhow, I. Interesting. I'm all over the place here. Yeah, I am too, because I've written all over the place. Let me cross <laughs> off Robin Hood equals Tarzan, so that I know I've covered <laughs> that. You got there. Um, gosh, where do we even start? Well, I'll continue with the practicality. Go for it. There's, it's. The look of this. Yes. So t- acting aside, mm-hmm. sto- take the acting aside. The look of <laughs> One it. One particular person's acting, is, maybe. <laughs> it's yes. at the level of Game of Thrones. The, the, it really is, yeah. The design of this, and it's going to the practical locations and those costumes that really sell this movie and that it holds up this many years later. Yeah. And the sets were big. You didn't just see what you were supposed to see, you mm-hmm. saw the whole village. There was only one set that looked like a soundstage and it's the opening sequence when they're escaping from from prison mm-hmm. in a what jerusalem, jerusalem. yeah mm-hmm. that looked like a soundstage mm-hmm. but uh it's it but you good. only spend 45 seconds so, there. Yeah, it's so like, like, like all right fine well, let's get out of here <laughs> let's go where it matters but the look of this movie so i there's um a special feature on the 1978 superman where you can watch the entire movie with just john williams score it's just a audio option where mm-hmm. you can just watch the whole movie with his score. I don't understand why there are not more uh, special features like that on other movies because Michael Kamen, who was nominated for an Oscar for Best Original Score, I would love to watch this movie based on the look of it, yep. the, the the costumes and the, mm-hmm. and his score. And I think the movie could be just as enjoyable, if not a little more enjoyable, based on some performances. Right, right. And I actually wrote down, um, I felt like at times it was almost brought me back to Pirates of the Caribbean, where you've got that, here's our adventure music, and oh, here yeah, comes the villain. Yeah. Like, you, you just, you felt it. You knew exactly what was going on. And, and that, that's and perfect. it was part of the fun. You smiled when it was time <laughs> for something to happen. And Pirates of the Caribbean is the more recent uh, successful recapturing of the swashbuckling era yeah, of film. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to your point about the set pieces, I thought um, the wedding at the end in the woods, mm-hmm. the simplicity of it and how all the women were wearing, you know, berries and yeah, it was so, fruit. It was, it was very pretty. so authentic. Mm-hmm. The leaves, like the leaves falling from the trees were the decorations. I'm the sure wedding. the DP was loving all that foreshadowing el- or foreground elements going past camera. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, they did a really good job not making that part, really any of the sets so over the top that it wasn't realistic for the time mm-hmm. so uh, to your point yeah i, I agree totally. uh, all the filming in the castles and whatnot actually to to go on off of that the and the simplicity in a way was the final fight between robin yeah. and the sheriff that choreography is not fancy 
Nope. Like they in they're a They're ransacking a room is what they're doing. <laughs> they're just like swinging Every once in a while the sword goes and then they throw a statue at each other. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't a lot of overblown choreography in this no. movie. No. It was almost like they put him in a room and just said, if you had to fight right now, what would you do? <laughs> they're <laughs> like, well, we don't know how to sword fight, so I would jump on a table and I would throw this at you. And over the course of the movie, there certainly is some flourishing sword work yeah. and whatnot. But it's not in your face. Yeah. That's something that, if you look at the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, is very in your face. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. It, it, it lends itself to the swashbuckling adventure aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But I appreciated that that last fight felt gritty. Yes. It felt, uh, it felt you know, visceral, was, yeah, feral. Yeah, nothing forced about it. it mm-hmm. That's what would happen if you were in that room. The one yeah. thing I didn't like about that fight scene was when we meet Marion... She's a warrior. Yeah. She's dressed up. She's yep. fighting. She's protecting her <laughs> castle. And suddenly, she's the damsel in distress. Oh, can't do Stand in the water and Marion, get the fight. Come on. You give me the fight. You're fine. <laughs> so while I absolutely appreciated the choreography or lack thereof and the grittiness of the fight, mm-hmm. I was like, Marion, come on. You've been such a strong character this whole time. What happened at the end? Yeah. There's some, but, good, yeah. There's some good payoffs to a lot of the threads in the movie. Very quickly and appropriately, like mm-hmm. the the witch and Azim, uh, Azim, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. their final confrontation and ending. Boom! Uh, Friar Tuck getting the one up on the priest mm-hmm. was real quick in and out. Yep, it was just enough. Uh, I thought that was well done because all those stakes were set up enough in the movie that you understood the importance of that moment, and it wasn't a drawn out. Yes. Final fight. So that leads me to a question I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. It's a long movie. It is a long movie. Two hours and 23 minutes. Yes. There's an extended version with another 12 minutes. Oh, my God. Well, I don't, I've never seen what it. What could be in those 12 minutes? I hope Mario well, Rickman. So my question my question is, I, I did, yeah, a bit long. A bit long. Um, it felt, it, it was definitely long, particularly by today's standards for the type of movie it is. Mm-hmm. What would you cut? Because we we criticize so many films today with, that didn't make any sense. That felt really forced. That was really rushed. Mm-hmm. And so that didn't happen here. You pay for it with a little length. What yeah. would you cut to make this shorter? I actually think I wouldn't cut anything. I thought this pretty much at the halfway point. Uh, I thought, like when we, we stopped the, <laughs> the DVD. Hilarious, like, the hilarious, like, and we're done. Yeah, it was and a very we're going abrupt. to flip the DVD right now. Yes. <laughs> if you ever watched the uh, special edition Lord of the Rings, there's a very logical midway point that they end the disc at. This one was like, take me to Robin, click. <laughs> black nothing not even a fade anyway yes at that halfway point i thought you could make this exact film looking exactly the same way i wouldn't change a thing but i would cast different actors i think you could make this exact script again with i don't know that i there was something unconvincing about kevin costner and christian slater um even alan rickman i don't think sold the part enough and i and and what's uh what could be made up for in, in the mm-hmm. length of it is the performances. I think if the perf- the performances were stronger, then you wouldn't be you'd be so engaged you wouldn't think about the so length. So here's of it. two uh, almost mm-hmm. performances. Christian Slater's character Will Scarlet was originally offered to Johnny Depp. Oh my gosh! Wow. <laughs> so how different would that have been? Okay. And Marion mm-hmm. originally offered to Robin Wright. Eh. I'm glad she didn't do it. Yeah. I actually, I I think Marianne I thought Marion did, did really did, well. Yeah, but those were two, pe- you know, interesting potential character choices. I, 
you know, what would Johnny Depp have done instead? Because Will Scarlet isn't a huge character. No, no, no. Um, so would it have made a really big difference? I'm not sure. I think Christian Slater did a pretty good job. Yeah. It's it's in the, like, I mean, Kastner gave up on the accent eventually. Well, so there are, you know, the real story will probably never be told. But the rumors are that a dialect coach had been hired and he was, Kevin Costner was not doing well. The only time he could successfully pull off the accent was when he and the director were fighting about how bad the accent was. <laughs> so... Everything was blamed on bad dialect coach, fire mm. that person, Kevin Costner, and just speak your lines. Yeah. That's the story. I think that's the better way to go about it. Because, well, there was one small scene when he enters the village, and he just wiped the horse dung all over himself so he could get through, and he's like, don't let me through, you know, let me through, sir. Please, Please, sir. So he has one tiny little scene where he has the accent, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's jarring, especially when they're first in that prison in Jerusalem. And everyone's, you know, screaming in agony and they're being tortured and they all have their accents. Then he goes, I took the bread. I, I took the bread, bro. <laughs> it was so, like, wait, who's this guy? Who's this white guy, you know? Yeah, I, so, yes, the, the whole accent thing has always been this criticism of the film. Not why just from could, us, it's from no, lots of people. <laughs> oh, lots of people, lots of people. So, you know, why... Imagine, Why didn't it happen? You know, I, I ha- have to believe the rumors because I've never yeah, heard Kevin Costner actually have an accent. That before. sounds likely, but just a man. I mean, he had star power at the time. Yeah. But given this movie in the hands of maybe an actual Brit, I don't know who at the time would have been right for it, but actually, uh, who was the person in Men in Tights? Carrie. Uh, Carrie Ellis. He was offered that role. Oh my gosh! Really? And he put, turned it down and then took Men in oh, Tights. I I tell you, if Carrie <laughs> Ellis had done it. This movie would have been because he's actually British. Mm-hmm. He's he's can be a legitimate performer. You know him from Princess Bride, being a little goofy, mm-hmm. Man in Tights, obviously being way over the top. But he's actually a, a very competent actor. Wow, that would that would have been something. And someone who didn't have who was who was a star on the rise. This could have been that could have changed history. Yeah, for for at least for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie's still good. I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. saying no. Yeah, there's it. In a, it's a fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so you know I think <laughs> oh, we're finding we're finding the, the midway point here. I think of everything. so. Yeah. <laughs> There's. Have you seen a lot of Shakespeare? Have you ever seen a Shakespeare play or watched a Shakespeare film? I have. There's. If you're not used to watching Shakespeare, and this is not Shakespeare, I'm not trying to compare no. it to that in that sense. It takes a little bit of watching it and actually being engaged to your brain. It's for your brain to click and go, oh, this oh, is... Oh, that's what they're saying. That's, that's what, what they're And then you understand it. Yep. And I think at about halfway, I accepted the performances as they were and just was like, no, this is this works for the movie. I accepted them. Mm-hmm. And I stopped mentally criticizing the accent. I gave up on that. Yeah. And, well, and but that, to that point, there were many lines in this film that were old English. They were, they were you know, supposed to sound poetic. Um and then they would just drop that and speak normally. Mm-hmm. All of them. It was yeah. part of the script. And yeah. I, I'd never really noticed that before. It was a little bit jarring. Like, oh, I'm so proper and this and that. And where's the bread? You know, yeah. like, okay, <laughs> wait, a bread. Minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So There's... You, couldn't, you couldn't settle into it because they kept taking you Going back it. and forth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we didn't mention the inclusion. We, yeah. we didn't even discuss Morgan Freeman. No, and he was... Who was never who's never been a young man. Nope, not once. Always been old. Um, Lots of freckles. But his, So his performance, we talked earlier about some performances need to change. 
I think he did well. He did great. I, early in early in the first couple scenes where he's kind of he has to say the lines that are written for him and right. they're kind of like those clunky half old yes. English lines. You should save me. <laughs> yeah. But once once the movie gets rolling and it's that uh, accepting it like Shakespeare situation. Yeah, right. Uh, the the um Morgan Freeman did great, but yeah. to have the a sidekick of color. Yeah, and there were several allusions to that bit of inclusion when they're passing the mead around the fire and mm-hmm. Kevin Costner says has English hospitality changed so much that a friend of mine's not welcome here. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, Fanny at the end, where she's like, yeah. I'm, "You have you have seven or you have seven men," and John's like, "Oh no, you have to stay here and take care of the babies." She's like, "Does yeah?" And, and Robin didn't even think twice. He's like, "All right, here's another. You're, that's yeah. where you will be." Yeah. So they yeah, women being treated equitably, Marion being a warrior, except that darn scene at the end where she couldn't <laughs> stop. Oh, yeah, and there, but even Duncan, when he says, oh, Azim, what matter of name is that? He's just gotten done insulting Moors. the Moorish. They're the worst. And Azim tells him, Duncan goes, <gasps> and then it's over. Like, Duncan realizes, hmm, this is a person, and mm-hmm. he's been a friend. And, and so I, I think that they touched on the, ooh, you're an outsider. And he even says, I can't walk side by side with you in this country because of what people will say. Mm-hmm. I'm going to walk behind you just so we can keep the peace and keep on going. Yeah. Um, so he recognized that in himself. Robin never treated him like you're the sidekick, you're the lower. Mm-hmm. Um, you're my equal. And they had a good yeah. uh, uh, report, repartee, where it was like, you know, <laughs> yeah, where where are you when I? You said you want to save my life, yes. and then when I need saving, what are you doing? Oh, I'm praying. You're, you did fine. You, did fine. you <laughs> went like a mule. You were still alive. That's one of the one-liners that we would use a lot. But yeah, he he was he was necessary. He definitely saved Robin in the end. Mm-hmm. He saved him in the beginning, actually, when he says, I owe you a debt because you saved my life. I'm like, well, you actually got him out of there, too. You, know, you kind of already did that. <laughs> a little too kind of you but there, they Morgan. But really, they really felt equitable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was kind of and that's nice. And that's another neat element of the Robin Hood mythology of of the we're all in this. We're, he is a nobleman. Robin's a nobleman. Mm-hmm. And he lowers himself, I'm doing quotes here, to the common folk to be among them. and. Yeah. There is no lord among them. It's like, no, we're all equals here. Friar Tuck, uh, in the BBC series, which I mentioned off mic, there are, um, there's a Middle Eastern woman in the oh. series that's a main character, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of plays to the Azim character. Mm-hmm. Like she takes some of his uh, qualities onto, mm-hmm. onto her. But yeah, that inclusion is really neat. That's, yeah. very, that's unique of, of Robin Hood. Yeah, and it, well, and he even talks about when you're getting to know him in the beginning, that he's you know his honor and everything he's doing for himself is for a woman that he loves, mm-hmm. and how he wouldn't want to dishonor her by doing Do it for you. Oh, and no. he teaches Robin <laughs> to love the same way. Stop burning her hair. And they get on the little catapult together, and he says, "Is she worth dying for?" And then they <laughs> go over the wall together. And then you get the f bomb. And then you get the f bomb. <laughs> but um, yeah, it just it was treated really well. And in fact, the film has been recognized for that character being portrayed as friendly, mm-hmm. and um, because he himself, as a character, could have done more about I'm an outsider and you should treat me this and that. And he just was there. Yeah, he and he, he, just he was himself. he just um, an Islamic one of the merry men. Yeah, and just they didn't uh, over address it. They didn't. Nope. They didn't. Uh, Hollywood nope. and a little girl comes and says did God paint you and he just kind of laughs and then he talks about Allah and he he 
it was a really nice little moment mm-hmm. of understanding and conversation. So, yeah, 1991, that didn't happen very often. So, <laughs> Take kudos, Robin Hood, modern Prince day. So, you know what? To just go get to Robin Hood inclusion. Okay, then you go to Ridley Scott, who made the Russell Crowe Robin Hood, and Ridley Scott's the one who made Gods of Egypt with Christian Bale and Joel Edgerton and not a single brown person in the whole movie. So that's another reason why I don't (laughs) think Ridley Scott's Robin Hood would ever be considered the epitome epitome Robin Hood. Robin Hood, yeah. Uh, There's a lot of great Robin Hood lore in this, the fact that it starts with the Crusades, which I think is something that people forget pretty quickly about Robin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That Robin Hood was away fighting the Crusades and then comes back to Nottingham to, to become the legend that he is. Uh, the the um, Russell Crowe Robin Hood that came out recent in the past few years all takes place in the Crusades. Like he doesn't even get to freaking Nottingham, and it's so it was supposed to be a two two movies. Uh, Thankfully, they did not right. uh, continue. <laughs> uh-huh. um, hmm. So one interesting thing about this film that I've never really thought of before is about a third of the film passes before we actually have any thieving take place. Before he becomes Before the he steal becomes from the rich, the steal from give, the rich yeah. give to the poor. I mean, we've got that little scene in Jerusalem where he escapes, and then he comes back and sees his father's dead, and he has a couple of run-ins with the sheriff. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that goes on before his first, like he starts to teach the commoners yeah. what to do. And, and so, third of the film before we get into who the heck he is and why he's a legend. And they never really fully explain why he's called Robin Hood. They talked about giving him a nickname. Mm-hmm. But never told us how they came upon Robin Hood. How they decided on right. Robin of the Hood. Because that wasn't even one of the um, options. Yeah. But what I thought was interesting was how his power came from sharing knowledge and education. He didn't... He was an okay speaker to rile up the troops, mm-hmm. but it was showing them how to survive that really brought them around to say, oh, this is a Yeah, this guy's this legit. Guy. He's not just some noble asshole. No, and it wasn't really even about... The riches, because they kept the riches to, to prove. I mean, they, they gave back to the poor, but mm-hmm. they had this stash of, look at all this, you know, blood money, basically. To prove that, to the, prove that the sheriff was evil. Right, to prove the sheriff was evil. So what he really gave to them was knowledge and power. This is how you survive. This is how we're going to build things. This is how we're going to make weapons. Let me teach you how to wield them. Like. That's what gave him his power. That's that's and that's very cool. Mm-hmm. And, and another element of the Robin Hood mythology mm-hmm. that I that I don't feel is explored enough. Mm-hmm. That it wasn't just about hey these rich people are screwing us over. Let's steal from them and give back to the poor. Yeah. It it was about educating. Right. The, the How masses. do you become independent with what you have? Because mm-hmm. um, at one point I think it's Will Scarlet that says, well, "What are you going to have us do? Throw rocks at them?" And he's like, "Yeah. Yeah. It's what you've got. <laughs> it's what we're going to do." So, yeah. Something I could have used more development of is the sheriff and his why he's the bad guy. He's just the bad guy. Yeah. And I don't feel like his intentions are, are clear enough. Yeah. In in one viewing, I'm sure, I mean, you've seen it multiple times. I know the lore of, of Robin Hood. Uh, if I watched it a second time, I'd pick up on more of the, the storytelling nuances. But I think just right up front, he's just a villain to be a villain. Yeah, right off not, the bat. It's not mm-hmm. particularly clear why he's the bad guy right it just appears i want land and power Mm -hmm. um 
which is a fine enough reason, I guess, but it, it is pretty shallow as far as the villain and, goes. And even that could be developed further. Okay, you want land and power, you want the crown. Just a, a little bit more development mm-hmm. of that to, to raise the stakes of why he's, he's such a bad guy. Right, yeah. What was he denied that mm-hmm. makes him so... Because he's a sheriff. He's got a pretty good life. Yeah. What wrong has he, he had? He just wants more he power. He just wants more power? Uh, I think the animated Disney, uh, Robin Hood, does a very good... Like... He's just a big baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. you know sucking his thumb. Yes, I yep. want my mama. Yeah, like, that's right. <laughs> yeah, the, the spoiled sheriff is presented rather well. In fact, there are uh, some scholars who even cite the animated Robin Hood as the best version of the sheriff of of the Robin Hood of, Robin of Hood. the entire Robin Hood really? story. Interesting. That the, the cartoon Fox <laughs> animated Disney movie is considered by some to be the best interpretation of. The lore mm-hmm. of Robin Hood. And there's a lot. Oh, yes. Like the yes. the mythology of that character. And he's French, too. He was a French creation, not a, Brit- not a, a British creation, which is what you think of him as, as, as British. Um, but he was a, a French folklore about a British character. Mm-hmm. Um, the, and the fact that he uses arrows is part of the... So that when the French-British war was going on, the Brits figured out they could win with their archery. Uh, if you've ever wondered where the middle finger comes from, hmm. it comes from that leg- that story. Okay. When the Brits figured out that anyone could have a bow and arrow and fight a battle and start defeating the French, when the French started beating British people, they'd cut off their two fingers, their, their pointer finger and their middle finger. Mm-hmm. So when the Brits would win a battle, they would hold their two fingers up to the French and say, we still got our fingers. Right. Fuck you guys. Right. So, and it was, and then evolved into into the single finger huh. of, of the Americanized version. Of, sure. But the Brits still do the two fingers yeah, as yeah, yeah. the fu. Mm-hmm. There's a little uh, little lesson. Interesting. So one of the couple couple other little points. One is that the vast majority of the comic relief came from the sheriff <laughs> in this film. The friar was supposed to be, and he was funny, and he was, but his was really forced. He was like breaking the fourth wall, looking at the camera, yeah. talking about beer, like he. If that had been the only levity, I don't think it would have worked. It, I think his, the Friars' comedy only worked because the sheriff was also offering, was also up, some. offering up some comedy. And it made him a little more sympathetic, the sheriff. I mean, you you definitely knew he was the bad guy and you didn't want him to win. Mm-hmm. But you didn't hate him. I didn't hate him. Yeah. I liked watching him. Yeah. He was really fun to watch. <laughs> he was. Well, it's, you know, it was, it was Alan Rickman. <laughs> um, I think I mentioned before we watched the film too that he only he had been offered the role a few times and kept denying it no i don't want it i don't want it and when they finally told him you can do what you want with the character mm-hmm. he took it um like that line about and cancel christmas was ad-libbed that wasn't in the <laughs> script so he was able to do things that weren't necessarily scripted so I, that he could make that, a little more of the character i wonder if that would come from his theater background because he's a classically trained theater actor yeah. and and to be able to bring uh, a theatricality to the character probably was important to him, mm-hmm. and it worked. It didn't oh God. feel he, he particularly could have been so out of flat. Place. It could have been such a flat character. Uh, well, uh, see other versions of Robin right. Hood. <laughs> right. One thing plot-wise that I was unsure of that I you know, I've never watched this film to critique it. It's always been like with a group of girlfriends right. and yeah, you know, okay. Christmas on that screen. Oh. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, why? At the hanging scene at the end, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, um, 
why were all of the villagers like so gung ho on let's defeat let's hang them let's defeat them yeah. we hate robin hood now what happened is it simply because he was starting to lose or it appeared he started to lose but everyone loved him and then we don't love him we anymore don't love, yeah I, so i don't i didn't catch what that tipping point was there wasn't a lot of entertainment back in the day so you don't want to ruin a good hanging <laughs> I think it was even better. Yeah. No, no, well, no. I mean, it turned out better. That's Plain why, old hanging. That's why they changed sides back to Robin, because he <laughs> upped the entertainment value. But there, there's a couple of elements like that that leave me questioning, like, boy, they turned on a dime. What a bunch of jerks. But uh, <laughs> at this, an, another, like, well, when you think about it, that doesn't make sense, is how many innocent henchmen did Robin and his gang kill? Like, not all the soldiers working for the sheriff were bad guys, but they sure took a lot of arrows for their for their did. doings there was the one guy though who kept showing up who in the very beginning he'd been hit in the face and his nose thing was crooked yeah. and he kept showing up oh so. i didn't realize oh yeah he, he, he kept was like over and over again like oh there's <laughs> like, that guy with the not again yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then again that lends to the uh the romanticizing yeah. of this story and whatnot like there's no winter here. Sure, it's all fun and games living in Ewok Village, but what happens when a snow happens? Yeah. They did reference at one point, though, the sheriff said something has to happen before winter because mm-hmm. he kind of knew once winter comes, even he's dormant. Like, yeah. they're not out okay. capturing okay. villages. Yeah, I didn't catch that. So. <sighs> I wasn't paying you didn't, attention. You missed those, like, three words, oh, before geez. winter, which is three syllables, not Jeez. actually four syllables. <laughs> I'm going to stop speaking about it because I clearly don't know what I'm talking before about. Before winter. Winter, there's a little pot. Before two words for a winner before <laughs> uh, um, well speaking of watching with your girlfriends mm-hmm. you asked me to remind you about the butt scene oh yes so you do get to see kevin caster's pasty it's not butt. his butt it's, it's a stunt double oh stunt butts yes so that i've been lied to stunt butt with a speedo tan line everybody <laughs> Go back and watch. It's stunt amazing. Mm. No, it, yeah, it's stunt butt. So did Costner refuse to shave his cheeks, and that's why? No. So that scene was added. So when when he the whole interaction where he goes into the church and mm-hmm. she says, "Robin, take a bath," that was supposed to occur after he came through the village and spread oh. manure on himself. Oh, okay. They changed the order. They of, moved that. They sequence. moved that sequence around. Wow. So that they could put this moment in that is fancy editing so because it was totally illogical to put that there yeah yeah but it doesn't make sense in the moment that he's so stinky because he just spent an entire scene in the water (laughs) fighting little john all right and the next day he goes to the church and now he's all stinky and all he does is goes and jumps in the water i just took it as a cheeky sort of flirty moment so um yeah so the butt scene was kind of shoehorned in so that we could have a butt scene it wasn't even kevin costner's butt um, so disappointed. At the time, though, we did not know that, and so we were... Thank you, IMDb. Thank you. Ruining everything. No, it's okay. IMDb. I, I really liked the battle sequence in the the Ewok village, as I'm calling it. The tree, <laughs> the tree fort village. Yep. It's it to go, again, to talk about the practical sets, the, mm-hmm. the, the look of the film. It was really well done. Like the, It was very well done action. And it wasn't like overly cut. It wasn't overly dramatized or fancy choreography what it was it, it was a very logical exciting sequence and i just wanted to to, to make mention yeah. of that because that's about the turning point in the movie it was funny too because I, I didn't remember that they burned it yes i'm like burn it i know <laughs> which made me smile a little bit because you're like oh duh the logical thing here would be to burn it and i'm like and then, they're going to burn it and they totally do <laughs> so but 
so they do take for the a lot of those big scenes the logical thing that would happen does happen mm-hmm. like the fight scene at the end is not all about who's the better swordsman mm-hmm. not at all neither of them were that great at you know they're good at survival yeah. which is what that fight scene was all about so I, I do think they took a few made a few better choices than they could yeah. for some of those fight scenes you know you know how like the new Bond comes out, and and, it, and people are fans of it that aren't particularly Bond fans. Mm-hmm. But then the classic Bond fans are like, "No, I want the gadgets. I want the one-liners." I wonder if in '91, this is pre-internet, people watching this who grew up watching Robin Hood were like, "He's the worst sword fighter I've ever seen." <laughs> right. Like they're sitting around <laughs> right. their table after the movie and like, yeah. "What was all the flailing about? Well, that's, that's not my Robin Hood." But and they made it pretty clear that his his strength is the bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. And they, they stayed true to that in the film. Like, he gets a sword <laughs> in his hand, he's kind of a flailing idiot, and he has to Man, throw stuff. Man, give me Errol Flynn any day right. of the week. What is this right. garbage? <laughs> yeah. So the other thing that I noticed more than ever, and I kept saying it when it happened, is lines of dialogue the characters would say are lines from the song, yes. Everything I Do, I Do It For You. He kept Here out. are a few lines of dialogue. You know it's true. Search your heart. <laughs> I do it for you. I do it for you. I would die for you. All of those are lines spoken by the characters that are directly in the song. So I don't know which came first. Which came first, yeah. I have no idea if Ryan Adams wrote the song after seeing the movie. The movie or if the movie was like, oh, that's a good song. You're doing a good job. We're going to put some of that stuff. Because <laughs> I think Search Your Heart is the first line. Mm-hmm. And it's spoken by that bishop, the corrupt bishop. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. Interesting. That's, that's in the song. And why that, you know, from that character, hmm. why would they hmm. even want hmm. that in the song? And then they kept coming. And um, so I, I don't know. Well, Interesting. I, I'm sure it had happened before, but I'm going to blame this movie and that song for Titanic. Okay. And my heart will go, my heart will go on. Oh. I feel like some suit. Because, okay, the, the story of, you might not know this, my heart will go on. Not James Cameron's decision at all. He had no intention of using that song. He had some other song picked out in mind for the theme that wasn't even like lyrical. Mm-hmm. And the studio came to him and said, you have to put this in your movie. Use this. I don't know if James Cameron's super powerhouse bent to the will. Maybe money. Money probably. Right. Uh, but because of this movie and having the love theme that became a pop hit, mm-hmm. then you get, I think, Titanic's pop hit in that as well. And... I think it still happens in, in a, in a fashion where it's like, oh, we have this romantic movie. Let's make sure we get some pop star to sing mm-hmm. the theme song. Fifty to Shades it. of Grey. Oh god, <laughs> actually, exactly like that. <laughs> I know that's what you were thinking. That's always on your mind. Um, so, did you like it? What did you think yes, of it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, as it right when we started, I said, and I, I'll sta- I'll re re restate it is that I I liked it more than I thought I was going to. Okay. That. Um, I, I was really expecting to just make fun of it, but it ended up being a lot better than than I anticipated. It's and you'd only seen it one time previously, is that right? Correct? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I and I'd seen Men in Tights a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I may have said already, but I'm saying it again. <laughs> um, but it's it's I think Robin Hood is important as a literary character, and I I went through my Robin Hood phase in in elementary school and had all the Legos. Uh, and I think that something like this could be a good gateway into, uh, you know, someone who you let's hey enough Star Wars and enough um, right. Transformers and whatnot. Why don't you start watching, trying to get a kid in, interested right. in some other stuff as well? Particularly since this 
film is not gratuitous in any way. Oh, no. There's no, no, no. no big, like, uncomfortable sex scenes. Mm-hmm. There are two swear words. Let's some smooching. Um, yeah. The wedding kiss at the end, which yeah. is still not gratuitous. So <laughs> it's... There's never going to be this moment of discomfort. Like, oh, boy. Yeah. And, and, yeah, this feels like a PG movie. For sure. Compared to what PG-13 movies do now. Absolutely. And, yeah, there are battles and people die and you might see blood on a blade, but there's no gore, blood, gut, shocker mm-hmm. moments. Mm-hmm. It's more about the story and who wins the battle as opposed to yeah. how or, you know, how and it's, war is. So. And it's an adventure film. Yeah. And there aren't a lot of adventure films mm-hmm. anymore. We have the superhero movies, we have the action movies, but adventure movies I feel like are, are lost for the most part. And the ones that we do get aren't very good. Right. Uh, Pan, the Peter Pan movie that just yeah. came out. Eh. Yeah. Um, Tintin, I think, was a, a fairly recent adventure movie that didn't, didn't fit into swashbuckling. I think you could go Pirates of the Caribbean, um, Mask of Zorro, mm-hmm. and then this. Mm-hmm. Yep. So... I think we mentioned earlier, if you go on to IMDb or Wikipedia and look up Robin Hood, hundreds yeah. of films <laughs> and adaptations. Very adapted fella. So and with a lot of the, the literary character-driven films, there's like the film or mm-hmm. the event or the TV series that kind of made a name for that character. Like defines Yeah, what character. would be the Robin Hood film? Well, I, I, I already referenced the animated one being well-regarded mm-hmm. by not just myself, but right. scholars out there. <laughs> But I think there's, uh, like, the Russell Crowe one's so bad, and there's been some, and, like, the older ones are so goofy that I don't think you really could get someone to sit down and watch it, like, unless they were aware, hey, you're going to watch a really silly movie. Right. But that I, doesn't really define Robin Hood. No, then. no. Yeah. I, I think this probably is, even yeah. even though it it's a, it's a bit dated in terms of what we expect from PG-13 movies now. It's yeah. not as violent or sexy as mm-hmm. something like Game of Thrones by a, a far, oh goodness, like a long no. margin. Yes. But it does everything that, like it represents Robin Hood really, really well. So I think yeah. this might be the Robin yeah. Hood movie. I also enjoyed it, um, probably for different reasons than when I was <laughs> in eighth grade slash freshman aged girl um yeah not really appreciating film for what it was back then we were only watching it for things like christian Slater <laughs> and, and the awesome bands but we and, and my friends and i would quote all these one-liners all the time and i as we were watching that film i'd be like here's another, here's one, another. Here's another one here's another one so that's what i enjoyed about it and made me come back to it over and over again when i was younger don't think this is a film I would continue to watch over and over and over again now. Mm, no. But I definitely did enjoy it. I, I wasn't bored by it. Um, good Saturday you, afternoon. It is a good Saturday kick afternoon. Back and relax. You don't have to pay super close attention to it. You can just kind of have it on mm-hmm. and, and it would be, you'd catch what you needed to catch. I think that would be good. Yeah. 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 The, and uh, I already kind of referenced the animated one, obviously, but uh, Mask of Zorro, um, Pirates of the Caribbean, Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> movies right. for the swashbuckling sword adventure films, Princess Bride. Yeah. Um, although there's not a lot of swashbuckling in this, it does have the romantic adventure aspect of it. Yeah. What's swashbuckling on land? You know, the way that they built the screens in the forest. Yeah. And, you know, the burlap leaf covered. Ewok which village. were kind of oh, yeah. genius. Yeah, the, with a little the, stick and how they could hide When they were head. busy murdering soldiers <laughs> and dragging them into their graves. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I wonder if they just left them there or if they reused those. Like the bodies? 
No. <laughs> they repurposed the Yes, bodies. they repurposed the Burn bodies. them in effigy? Well, they did. Bull did put on one of the Celtic costumes to fit in in the village mm, and not be yeah. recognized at the end. So they How were could you not recognize very resourceful. <laughs> very, very resourceful. Yeah. So overall, I think we were both surprised that we still appreciated yeah. this film today. Well done. There's probably a reason why it did so well when it came out and mm-hmm. why the song was on the top of the charts for so long. <laughs> um, and all, why, you know, why young, impressionable men thought, little boys thought they could buy cassette tapes to give to girls they had crushes yes, on. That who, may have happened to me with this <laughs> particular it was a tape single. You heartbreaker. With a note taped to it. Mm. Oh, and the note too. And the note was to me. Mm. And you and there laughed was, and laughed. I did, and I'm so sorry. If you're, you know who you are. If you're listening, this story, you're like, She's wait a minute, that was me who gave it to somebody. She she told me the story off mic. Oh, and, uh, I was not nice, and I <laughs> recognize now that it was not nice, and I'm very sorry. And I, from what I know of you, you have a, a lovely life. So I hope, I hope that it's all worth it. <laughs> I hope you don't sit and seethe and think it's revenge. I Ooh. hope you're just enjoying Ooh. it. So yeah. <laughs> tape singles whatever happened to the tape single right there we go so robin Um, hood prince of thieves kevin kevin not kevin costner's butts no and brian adams canadian um rocking it out with some uh amazing just moving lyrics Mm -hmm. to this day though people know the song (laughs) it should be more anybody can you hear those notes and you start singing it. You know the words. And so I, don't I might, anybody who's listening deny it. I might not know the words in the right order, but I do know yeah. them. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, you do. Uh, I do too. And pro- probably because I listened to it a lot at the time. But um, Not the cassette given to no, you but by... No, but even like karaoke night, you'll hear people sing the song. I, I still, yeah. You know, it's, it's something about it is enduring and staying. And so maybe we've not given enough credit to this film until we rewatched it and realized what it was well there you go robin hood <laughs> prince of thieves kevin costner is kevin costneriest i or, think uh, dances with wolves is his yeah kevin costner, kevin costner yeah. at his kevin costner yeah. would be dance with i wolves. think so because yeah. that's just who he wanted to be tatanka <laughs> tatanka i'll never forget oh my god tatanka for as long as I live, we were playing. What we were playing? Taboo? We were playing taboo, and the word was buffalo. And and I was the clue giver. Yeah. And TC was the clue guesser. Guesser. Yeah. And I just look at him. I'm like Tatanka, Tatanka. And she wouldn't tell me any other clue. I'm like, I don't everything. know what you mean. Everything else on the list, I couldn't say. If anyone's ever played taboo, your mind fixates. You go to you, one thing, and you're like, I'm. This is the. This is the clue I could give. It may have been a round where we got zero because we could not get off. Because <laughs> you just kept Tatanka. yelling buffalo at me in Indian. <laughs> But then when I told you, you were like, oh, oh duh. I think I did spell the words, Gary Gosner, Tatanka. <laughs> <laughs> and my kids were really confused because yeah. they believe they were on another team. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> well, folks, if you've gone back and watched Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, if you have any opinions on about it, uh, about it uh, go ahead and put it in the comments below or uh, private message me, which some of you are apt to do. You can comment on the threads, it's actually encouraging to the other people on the show when they see people comment. But that's fine. You can. I'll do my fangirl stuff on the X Men. <laughs> yes, Watchmen, that's right. Because Ben toasted my name. <laughs> so if you're listening, Ben, which you probably are, well, I I don't know if Ben listens to the full episodes when he's not on. Oh. He's a very busy dude. Which I will take right. this opportunity to plug the band with no name, Absolutely. which you can find on YouTube as well as Facebook. Ben is currently working on an Iron Fist fan film 
in response to the Netflix Iron Fist series that's coming soon and how uh, Ben feels they had they missed an opportunity so Ben decided you know I'm going to take the opportunity to make it myself so keep a, keep an eye on Band with No Name uh, film group on Facebook and YouTube and you can follow Ben on ben, at Benji Toes on Twitter for more information on that mm-hmm. um, if you'd like to f- check th- more things out on this site or if you're listening to this on, uh, uh, listening to this on iTunes go to firmamentfilms.com and you can check out some new shorts that we have uh, interviewing 101 mm-hmm. uh, we also have a new short coming out called screenwriter which you can check out on the site as well mm-hmm. which uh, Chad myself and several of our our ilk made for a 48 hour mm-hmm. film festival yeah. another one coming at the end of july another one coming to be yeah. determined T- you can't even tbd i'm not even spoiling one iota of what it's going to be because we can't don't even tell them that. <laughs> we're just we're that secretive we hold our cards that close mm-hmm. that we're not going to say uh you can follow me on twitter and instagram at tc's big head no uh no punctuation there just TC's big head. So. Jessica, anywhere anyone can find you? Do you, do you tweet? Do you Insta? Uh, I, d- do you I do Snapchat? neither. No, no. You I on just, Tinder? I just <laughs> Is that the swiping one? Is Tinder in the, sw- the swiping uh, one? Oh, That's where you the... swipe left and swipe right. <laughs> uh, you, just no, you just stalk. I just stalk. Um, but involvement with Firmament Films, and I'm really excited to see more come from PK because that's been years of our lives. Yep, yep. And uh, just, just about three years. Still more work, actually, to be done. A little more. I have to sing something mm-hmm. still. We have to get a few in you. Yeah. <laughs> Take a few shots of we are whiskey and put a Brian, microphone in front of my face. Brian Adams. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> get me warmed up with a little yep. Brian Adams. That's right. All right. Actually, um, Timber would probably be a better one because it makes me smile and laugh every time. It's our song. <laughs> it's going down. Timber. timber. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. I am TC DeWitt for Jessica right here yes. next to me, for Ben, for all the rewatchments saying keep doing what you're doing, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. It's going down. You know, that's the song. That's got to be a song. Yes, no sense whatsoever. They cut trees. To build their. It's when they were gonna put the axe and cut the You won't forget it. Yeah, how long that was? 100 years old and probably. Take this little hatchet. That seems like. Remember